Welcome to Clydesdale Media, fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at c4energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I am the Clydesdale, and she is Leah Miller. Hi. How are you doing, Leah? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Um, what I'm going to start with is I see you everywhere. <laughs> if you're not, if you're not competing in an event, you're like at the event having fun somehow. I do. I, I, I try to get through as many CrossFit events as I can just cause I, if I'm not competing, I just love being at the events. I love the environment. I love seeing all my friends. I just, I have so much fun at events. So anytime I can get to one, I'm there, whether it's competing, uh, working with sponsors, helping them with their booths, whatever it is, I'm, I'm going to do my best to be there. And you always have the energy on high and the <laughs> smile as big as the sun. <laughs> Thank you. And at Wadapalooza, that's saying something. <laughs> Wadapalooza was uh, interesting, that's for sure. But I still had a lot of fun. <laughs> So I ran, I ran into you at the games. Uh, I ran into you at uh, Wadapalooza. Um, you actually competed this year there in the RX division. I did. Um, and there, there is kind of a history with Wadapalooza and, um, and the RX division making it to the games. <laughs> I like that history. I'm uh, ready to continue that history. <laughs> Yeah. So what I found interesting was, man, there's already comments. Uh, Wad Zombie, do you know who that is? Yeah. He is here for your hair. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes it gets caught on my jump rope, but, you know, I deal with it. <laughs> so, so what do you do in like situation? Cause I, you know, as a male watching, I, my days of long hair are long past me. Um, <laughs> What, what do you do when you know that you have an event that your hair could get in the way? Like I've seen bad things with back squats and long hair. Oh, yep. Um, I actually experienced that once, uh, maybe like five or six years ago, I was trying to bail a back squat and my ponytail wrapped around the bar. So, uh, ever since then I will not back squat with long hair. I put it up in a bun or I put it in a braid or something. Um, Really, it's like handstand pushups and double unders that get a little complicated um, because normally if I put it in a bun, it's on the top of my head. If I put a bun on the back of my head, my hair is too heavy and it falls out. Um, so I can't do that for handstand pushups, obviously. And then if I well, put my hair in a bun. You could. <laughs> I mean, it's just us talking here, right? I feel like I feel like that is part of the uncommon movement cloth. Because <laughs> okay. um, I, I am telling you at the games last year with the wall facing handstand pushups, 
people were at a, dis- a distinct advantage when they had a hair bun. All right. Well, <laughs> if it was allowed no. there, maybe I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> they weren't touching the floor. Yeah. They just yeah. had to pass that line. Yeah. And that how is the judge to know if it's the bun or the forehead? Head? Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I do double unders, um, if I put it in a bun, no matter where I put it on my head, it's going to fall out as soon as I get like 20 reps in. Um, so I will either braid it or I'll put it in a ponytail and like tuck it under my sports bra strap um, or whatever I can do to just make sure that it stays out of the way of my rope. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of thought into just skipping rope, right? Yeah. <laughs> But I, I made the mistake of cutting all my hair off uh, back in 2019, right before I deployed. Um, I went on my four-day pass before we left, and I cut all my hair off. Like I had like an inch of hair because uh, I didn't want to deal with putting it in a bun every day while I was deployed in the Middle East when it's like 120 degrees every day. Um, so I just cut it all off, and I hated it, and I will never do it again. <laughs> Well, there are like in-betweens. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> my, my problem is when I cut it too short, like even if it's still kind of long, the shorter it gets, the bigger it gets. I need the length so that it weighs itself down. So it's not like an Afro. <laughs> yeah. My wife has very similar hair to yours. It's a similar color, similar style. Um, and when she gets her hair short, it like goes really short because it springs back up and it's really thick. Yeah. So when it grows out, then it like, then you get those like really beautiful, like open curls, which I love. And then, um, and then when she cuts it, then bing, right up it goes. Yeah. It's a science for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a couple people in the comments. Uh, Jamie Latimer saying that's the worst. And Shanna Bunts. Hi, Aaliyah. I competed with her in the uh, International Functional Fitness Masters World Championship in Aruba last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So you've talked a lot about being deployed. I know last time you were on with us, you talked about being in the Army National Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is, are, you still, are you still active in the Guard? I know that's a, an oxymoron there. So I am still in the National Guard right now. Um, I, I've been living in Kansas for a year and a half, but funny enough, I'm still in the New Jersey National Guard because the Army is uh, insanely slow with paperwork. So I'm actually in the process of um, resigning my commission from the National Guard. Um, so I have submitted my resignation packet, and I'm just waiting for them to process that. So at some point in the near or far future, depending on how long the army takes to process it, um, I will be out of the army. Okay. Is that a sad day for you? Um, yes and no. Um, I, I enjoyed most of my time in the army. I think that I learned a lot from it. Um, I had some incredible opportunities and experiences that I would not have had anywhere else. And I met a lot of amazing people uh, during my time in the army. 
Um, but I also, I feel like I've moved on to a different phase in my life where I have other priorities and other interests and I am no longer excited about my job in the army. Um, and so it just, I got to a point where it just doesn't fit with what I want my life to be at this point. So I think, um, Again, I'm grateful for the experiences, but I think it's the appropriate time for me to move on. Perfect. <laughs> I, you know, when I was younger, I didn't stay in a regular job longer than three years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like, I can't imagine like committing years and years and years of your life to one thing like that. Now I've been at the same place for 19 years, but that was not my MO when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm coming up on, I, June will be 10 years in the army for me. So, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a long road. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a long time for anybody. Um, and kudos to you and thank you for your service there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I know at one point you went to grad school in New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I started a grad program in 2016. Um, I moved from California to New Jersey to start a PhD program in neuroscience at Princeton. And I was in that program for about two and a half years. I uh, received my master's degree in the process. And once I got my master's, I left the program. Um, I, I was just so unhappy. I thought it was what I wanted to do, but once I got into it, I was miserable and I needed to get out as fast as I could. <laughs> I remember, and, and like I told you before we even started, I'm doing most of this from memory and like just our interactions over time. Yeah. And I, I remember you being like wicked smart <laughs> and, and, and I knew you were studying something like, like neuroscience <laughs> And that you were opting to leave that. Um, and, I, and something tells me like part of that was your CrossFit journey that made you want to leave and kind of devote more time to that. Yeah. So I, I, started, I started at a strength and conditioning gym a couple of years before I started grad school and got really into Olympic weightlifting. And when I moved to New Jersey for grad school, I wanted to continue with weightlifting, but I didn't know where to go besides the CrossFit gym. So that's when I started like true CrossFit. Um, and I started to see just like really cool changes in my body, in my mind, um, it just like in my life in general. Um, and I really started to enjoy it. And throughout that process, um, it was, I feel like it was partly me getting to know myself better because <laughs> I had been on this path of science and medicine since I was, I don't know, in elementary school. And I never really stopped to consider if I was doing it because I wanted to, or if I was doing it because it was just the logical next step. Um, and I think CrossFit was kind of like a, um, an outlet for me to really start to understand myself better and understand what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy in life. Um, and I, I realized that I was in science 
not because I wanted to be, but because I was good at it. Um, and so that was kind of eye-opening, realizing I actually really enjoy being in the fitness space. And, you know, right now that is competing. Um, but, you know, down the road, I want to stay in the fitness space for the rest of my career, whatever that looks like, whatever it ends up being. Um, and I just couldn't stand the thought of sitting at a lab bench for like 14 hours a day, every day for the rest of my life. Um, it got to the point where I, I would go to the gym just to do class. I would just take a one hour class, like five days a week. And when I was at the gym for an hour, I felt guilty that I wasn't in lab doing research. And that's when I realized that that was not a healthy lifestyle for me because it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Is, has there been any thought in your, in your mind about marrying the two, like what fitness does to the neuroscience of the human body. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely um, an interesting topic and I love talking with people about it. Um, I, I don't know if that's necessarily something I could pursue as a career just because like anybody in the neuroscience community would know that a master's in neuroscience isn't really anything because the only way you get a master's degree in neuroscience is if you quit a PhD program. So like there's no such thing as a master's degree in neuroscience just to get a master's degree. It's just like a stepping stone on the way to your PhD. Um, so I don't know that I would necessarily have the credentials to really go deep into that. Um, but I don't know. I we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's no desire for you to finish your doctorate. No. And even if I wanted to, I don't think I could, I don't think they'd let me back. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's like uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Academia is a very uh, competitive world. <laughs> yeah. I've never, you know, I'm, I was not a science guy. I got my MBA. Um, it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. Um, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be like a sports broadcaster or do what I'm doing right now with you. Okay. And somehow I got off that path, went, got my MBA, ran some programs for the state of Ohio here, um, but was never happy. I'm happiest when I'm sitting here talking to people like you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important to just do what makes you happy. And like, for some people, it takes a long time to figure that out. And I don't think there's any problem with that because in the process, you learn a lot about yourself and a lot about what doesn't make you happy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 31 years old and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up and uh, I'll probably be in this situation for a while, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't figure out, I didn't figure it out till I was 49. So yeah. you got plenty of time. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about kind of your season this year, right? Okay. Last year you made semis. It was awesome, right? You made semis. You, I think finished in North America in the one fourteen, maybe one. I think it was one fifteen at a quarterfinals last year. Yeah. This year in the West, you finished 19th. Yeah. <laughs> massive, massive improvement. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm so, so, so happy with my progress over the past year. Um, 
you know, I've, I moved out to Kansas about a year and a half ago to work with my coach, Jill Glassnap. And um, I think last season we had about maybe four or five months together before the season started. So it was enough time to make some progress, but not enough time to do anything major. Um, so the fact that I made semifinals last year was so exciting. And, you know, I, I showed up to semifinals still wanting to compete and like would have absolutely loved to have finished top five or whatever it was to make the games. Um, but in, in the back of my mind, I still didn't fully believe that I could do that last year. Um, but then after having a full off season with Jill, um, just not only working on the physical aspect, but also the mental aspect of training and competing, I am in such a different place this year. Um, I'm so much more confident. Like I, I can actually see myself as a games athlete. Like I truly believe that I'm capable of that this year. And it, I think has reflected in my performances uh, in training and in competition so far this season. So when I, like we first met you right before semis last year, right? You, you go to semis and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. You looked like a fangirl. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't, and I don't mean it disrespectfully. I mean, like you look like you were enjoying every aspect and every moment that the semifinals gave you. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun at semifinals last year and I, I really just wanted to take it all in. Um, you know, that was my, that was my first like big competition. Um, so I kind of, I didn't know really what to expect going into it. Um, and like I said, I had, I lacked some self-confidence going into semifinals last year. Um, and so really like, I was there to just have fun. Um, semifinals this year, I'm going to compete. And I still plan on having fun and enjoying every second of it, but I'm going to compete. How important was it for you to soak it all in last year in your first time, right? Now, when you go this year, it's not new. Yeah. It's, it's you've been there before and now you get to treat it more not that you will ever treat it like business, like, because I've been around you enough to know that you're still going to have a blast, but, <laughs> but you, you can kind of head down. I got a job to do this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think going in and like you said, having experienced it last year, knowing what to expect, it's going to make it a lot easier for me to actually focus on the competing aspect of things. Um, I'm also really excited to like see all the competitors who are there for the first time, like me last year, like I'm excited to see them. I'm excited to see how excited they are. Um, like, I think that's just really cool. And it's going to be kind of fun for me to be like, I mean, obviously there's going to be girls there who have way more experience than me, but I won't be the inexperienced one this year. So that's, that's kind of a cool spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even thought about it from that perspective, but I, but that's really cool. Like you're not the rookie 
and you you kind of want to be the veteran looking down to see not down looking over <laughs> at your competitors to see how they're handling their first their first yeah. time yeah and and i just i think it's a really cool like i'm i'm sad that i don't get like the first time experience again hopefully i'll get the first time experience at the games this year <laughs> um, but um i'm excited that i can still at least experience that a little bit through watching the people who will be experiencing it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple questions. You are a strength athlete, right? That is yeah. your, that is your wheelhouse. <laughs> it's what you're really good at. What have you done since last semis to get better at the other stuff? Yeah. So a big focus this off season has been, um, endurance work, aerobic, long conditioning pieces, um, building, building my engine, building my aerobic base. Um, so a lot of the training, uh, and programming that Jill has given me over the past year has been pretty heavily focused on that. Um, and we have seen some big improvements there. Um, so I am, I'm excited to go to semifinals and, feel like I actually have a shot in all of the workouts. Like last year, there were a handful of workouts that I was excited for. And there were a handful of workouts that scared the crap out of me um, because I knew that they were weaknesses for me. And I'm excited to go this year because I don't think that there is going to be a workout that scares me like any of the workouts scared me last year. So one of our uh, audience members said 305 pound back squat. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that was actually, I haven't tested my back squat in a couple of years. Um, I think that was maybe two or three years ago. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like 350, 370 now. <laughs> yeah. 305 is like a toothpick. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> Um, so, so there's that. And then the semis are in California, which is where you grew up. Yep. So yeah. what's it going to be like going back home? I'm excited. So I grew up in Northern California. Um, my parents still live in Modesto, which is where I grew up, which is about probably six hours North of Pasadena. Um, but they're going to come down to watch me at semifinals. I'm so excited. Uh, my dad has never seen me compete before. My mom was able to come out to semifinals in Knoxville last year, and that was her first time seeing me compete. Um, so my dad will see me compete for the first time. And then my sister and my brother-in-law actually live in North Hollywood right now, which is about 30 minutes from Pasadena. Um, so they'll get to come see me compete for the first time. Um, and I'm I'm so excited to see them. I'm so excited for them to be able to see me doing what I love and what I have dedicated my life to for the past couple of years. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I, I talk to them about it and I tell them about my training, about my competitions, all that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know. It's hard to understand it if you've never seen it before. Um, like I remember my brother texting me maybe a year or two ago, and he watched one of the CrossFit documentaries, uh, one of the, uh, I can't even think of the name. Fittest the on one, Earth. Yeah, one of the Fittest on Earth documentaries. 
Um, and he, he texted me and he goes, I just watched this documentary. Is that what you do when you say that you compete in CrossFit? I was like, yeah, that's like, that's the CrossFit games. That's what I'm trying to do. And he was like, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> like he never understood before. He thought I was just going to the gym and working out and that was my life. And he didn't realize that like the competition aspect is this whole other piece of it. So I'm excited that my family will get to see me compete. So in a way that is your first time experience all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, th that's true. It'll be my first competition with uh, most of my family there. I, I don't think my brother is going to be able to make it down, unfortunately, but the rest of my family will be able to be there. Yeah. I know when I was competing, when I was younger, um, in my sport, when my, when my family was there, I was way more nervous. <laughs> I'm like a little not, bit not putting that on you, <laughs> not putting that on you. I'm I, honestly, but I always, but I, I also had some of my best performances. Yeah. I'm a little bit nervous to compete in front of my dad for the first time. Um, he has very high expectations of me, not in a bad way. He just is confident in my capabilities. Um, and I, I'm nervous to compete in front of him, but I'm also really excited because I think it's going to bring out another side of my competitiveness, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I think it's going to level up my performance a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I don't, um, I don't know if you knew who the guest we had on earlier today was, but our, our friend Bruce Wayne says, what is it? Curly hair day. <laughs> and we had Alex Gazan on. Oh, I love today. her. And so her and you, man, the hair is, <laughs> the, hair is the thing today, man. So I met her for the first time at Zalos at the live showcase last year. And one of the first things I asked her, I was like, Alex, I have to know, how do you control your hair while you're working out? Because I can't figure it out. And she was like, honestly, I don't. I just let it do its thing. And ever since then, I've been like, all right, I just got to embrace the hair. I got to let it do its thing and not worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a mind of its own. You, can, you guys can start forming the curly hair club um, <laughs> and have meetings at all the different comps. I love it. <laughs> get sponsored we'll by conditioners. and. Oh, man. If I could get sponsored by a hair products company, I would save so much money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that would be awesome. So we, I, I want to know, you've been working on your weaknesses all year. Do you hope, do you hope some of those come up so that you can prove yourself or is there still a part of you going, I'd rather just see like a one rep max. I mean, I still really want to see like a one rep max snatch at semifinals. I, there is no denying that. <laughs> um, but I, I'm excited to see some of my weaknesses. Well, what used to be weaknesses come up because I want an opportunity to prove to myself that I can hang. <laughs> like I, I believe that I can, 
And having the opportunity to actually show myself that I can on the competition floor, I think would be a really cool experience and a really valuable experience. Agreed. I think that would be awesome. Um, I want to go to another subject because this is our small world segment. And that is that we are following athletes through this season. Um, we have Jamie Latimer in the comments. We're following her. That's who I'm going to film this weekend. And, um, and then we have Elena Pomerisi, yep, who we met at, at the Green Beret Project earlier this year. And when she was on the floor and there were some games athletes on the floor, I said to myself, that girl is the best athlete here. Yeah. She's at that good. moment I said, <laughs> we need to get her and we need to follow her, her journey. Yeah. Come to find out you guys are like best friends. Yes. <laughs> yep. Elena has been my best friend for, Oh, I don't even know, like five or six years now. Um, I met her when I was out in New Jersey. She uh, started at the gym that I was at. And it was like the first day she walked in and the class workout was Fran. And she had been doing CrossFit for all of like a month. And she does Fran unbroken, like under three minutes. <laughs> Me and this other girl at the gym who were both like, pretty competitive at that point and like trying to, you know, at the time make regionals or whatever it was. Uh, we both just look at each other and we're like, who is this girl? <laughs> and um, we started talking and we just hit it off, became best friends. Uh, we were training partners for a couple years before I deployed. Um, and then when I came back from deployment, she had gone into, um, focusing more on like running the gym and programming and things like that. And so um, she actually became my coach for a little bit. So the 2021 season, she was my coach. And after, after quarterfinals in 2021, I think I finished, I think I finished like a hundred spots outside the cut line for semifinals that year in North America. And her and I talked and she was like, listen, you can do this, but I don't know, like you need to see if there are better opportunities out there for you because her and I have never done that before. Like she's never coached somebody to the to semifinals or to the games and I've never competed at semifinals or at the games. And so it was one of those situations where um, like we didn't, we, we were figuring it out, um, but if another opportunity came up that was going to make sense and help me achieve those goals, she said, I want you to take that opportunity. And so the opportunity came to move out to Kansas and train with Jill. And Elena said, I, I support you 100%. And I think that that's going to be the right move for you to get where you want to be. And um, then like a year later, Elena decided to get back into competing herself. And I was so excited um, so I actually went out to the Atlas Games last year and coached her team because she competed at semifinals on a team last year. Um, their their regular coach wasn't able to be there that weekend, but um, I knew all four of the athletes on the team and I had trained with all four of them. So they were like, hey, do you want to come coach us? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went out there, coached her team at semifinals, and then um, 
I think after semifinals last year, she decided she wanted to try individual. And I have been loving watching her on this journey. Um, It's like, we keep like trading places in this situation and it's a lot of fun. And I know she had some injuries going into this season and she didn't really get the off season of training that she wanted. Um, But she's healthy right now. And I can't wait to see her compete next year after a healthy off season. I'm, I think she's going to make it next year. It's so funny as you were telling the story, I heard her story running simultaneous years <laughs> in her wrap up of this season. Cause she didn't make it to semis. And the, the conversation with her coach was that you need to go out and see other, the way other people do things. Yeah. And um, not necessarily like a breakup of the coach athlete relationship, but Hey, go test some things out other places and see yeah. how they're done. And it's, I've been watching and analyzing the sport for a long time. And as we were going through the season, that was my thought process with her during the season. Not that it's my place to tell her that. And it, it really excited me that, um, and Kat actually did the interview that she came up with that on her own that, yeah, she needs to go out and see some other things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cause you don't know what you don't know when your whole life is in that one gym because she programs for that gym coaches for that gym and competes in that gym. And she just needs to, uh, she just needs to see some other things, right? Yeah. Yeah. And her and I have talked about that a lot and she's really excited to start getting, um, more experiences with more competitors and more coaches and things like that. Just to, like you said, experience the world outside of that bubble. Um, I've been trying to get her to come to Kansas. Maybe she will one day. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, that was in my head too, that it would be a natural stop to at least do a week in Kansas with you and see what that's yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, and I want to put it clear, like when you see these athletes on the floor and they just, they're so athletic yeah. and you know that it's all in there. And like, I see that in Jamie and she's in the chat. And the reason I'm saying that, that I believe so much in her that she's got what it takes to do what she needs to do. I just, when she's on the floor, she is one of the most athletic people out there. And I need her to believe that. Um, and I'm not even her coach. <laughs> you said she's watching oh, right now. She is. Jamie, you got this. Good luck in quarterfinals. You're going to crush it. Yeah. So, and, and when I see you on the floor, like, you are one of the most athletic people out there and I know where you started and that's got to feel like so good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I've, I've definitely gone through phases in my athleticism throughout my life, you know, growing up as a dancer and a gymnast, I was very athletic. And when I stopped, I stopped hard. (laughs) Um, And coming into CrossFit, when I first started CrossFit, I think I lost probably close to 40 pounds. Um, I was overweight, unhealthy, unhappy, and didn't move well at all. (laughs) Um, all of the kind of athleticism that I had developed in my childhood disappeared quickly over the five or six years that I was inactive. And it, it, parts of, 
parts of starting CrossFit were easier. Um, you know, I still had at least a little bit of body awareness to be able to be coachable. Um, but I, I really didn't move well at all. And it's, uh, it's been exciting to see those changes and actually feel like an athlete again. So a lot of times with engine endurance, those types of things, a lot of it comes down to efficiency with movement. Yeah. How much, how much of this season or this off season has been working on the efficiencies? Probably all of it. (laughs) If I, if I really sat down and thought about it, probably all of it, it's all about um, efficiency of movement, better body positioning. Um, You know, cycling a barbell is something that I have traditionally been pretty good at, but I am learning how to get even better just by being in more efficient body positions. Um, you know, rowing is about efficient body positions and proper rowing technique. Running is about proper running technique. Like it all, it all just comes down to technique and, and understanding your body and understanding, uh, the most efficient movement patterns that are going to get you from point A to point B. Yeah. One of the things I learned, I've been CrossFitting since 2011. Um, and my coach taught me this year how to pace on a row and one that's amazing. But he also taught me how to transition, which I never knew in 12 years of CrossFitting. I never knew how to transition off the rower. And he's like, your last, like, whatever, four cows, five cows, whatever, let the rower do the work for you. Yeah. Get your breath back before you ever get off the rower. I've never done that in 12 years. (laughs) You know how game changing that has been for me? Yeah. It's all just learning those little efficiency tips and tricks. And a lot of it comes just with experience and with talking to other athletes and coaches and things like that. And I'm lucky that I have a coach right now that is so experienced that she is able to help me with a lot of those things. Um, You know, she's coached, I think three athletes at this point to the games. Um, So having her knowledge and experience has been hugely helpful with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky too. I go to Christy Aramo O'Connell's gym and her husband is amazing. And that's, he's been the one coaching me lately and he's actually competing this weekend too. Oh, good luck to him. That's so exciting. Yeah, Christy retired and and her husband has made it to quarterfinals. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So, well, Aaliyah, as always, this has been a blast. It is always such a good time seeing you at different events. And I cannot wait to see you in Pasadena. Are you going to be there? On. I will be there. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. So I'll see you in Pasadena and then maybe Madison. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, Scott. It was really fun chatting with you. Yeah, as always. And hey, everybody in the chat, thank you for jumping in. I did have a question. Uh, Bruce asked what branch. We actually said that early on she was in the Army, Army National Guard. Um, And that's where she did her service. And she was deployed for a while, cut her hair that short, and will never, ever do it again. Never. (laughs) Just to to catch Bruce up so he doesn't have to go back to the All right, with that. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Thank you, Aaliyah. You're the best. And we'll talk to everybody soon next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. 